talk about res a bit because obviously I've played a little bit as yeah. well. I mean, how did you how did you find the the head tracking and the aiming? I'm guessing you've played other games that have done done similar things in in the past, or yeah, you, I don't know. yeah, I, 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 res res was was incredible. It one of those basically the menu screen. Um, you're obviously floating, in it and the first time I looked down and realised there wasn't anything underneath me. I, I mean, I get quite bad vertigo. Um, I, it was it was really it's really crazy. I've obviously played something similar on, on the Vive before in terms of having that feeling, but I wasn't. I, I just wasn't. I hadn't prepared myself for it. So that that was that was amazing. And then um, yeah, I found myself. Although obviously you're looking around and you can move the cursor around with your head, I found myself at first just because I've played Res so much in the past. I was using the thumbstick to aim and just looking around to right. see what was going on until I just realised halfway through, actually, I don't need to be doing that. I can be using my head. Um, but as I say, it, it was a very quick go, to be honest, you know, just, just that first level, but um, totally sold on it. it you know, it's, it's an incredible experience. And um, as I say, from, from from what you were saying about your early experience with it as well, uh, you know, it's it's going to be amazing. Plus there's a whole extra area for, for the new new version as well. Um, which obviously I haven't got to yet, but I'm really looking forward to to experiencing that. I take it that's it, that isn't VR exclusive, is it? Because because the, the whole game's playable o- offline, as far as I know. Yeah, no, the, uh, <laughs> offline. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I'm not on a normal 2D telly. Yeah, um, yeah no. Apparently, the the uh, area X is absolutely fine, sort of um, in, in normal play as well. And I didn't know if that would be the case or not because I know that the control mechanism's different for that. It's um, Sort of, you can go anywhere. Whereas Res has always been on rails. Whereas Area X is very much you can. Sort of, I don't. I, I think it uses sort of the, the triggers or something so you okay. can move within a space sort of thing. Right. So it's not. Um, and that, well, that I think that's the reason why people are sort of making a huge deal of it because it it points maybe to potentially what they could do with maybe a sequel to Res. Mm. That would that would be interesting, would it not? Just a um, yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, you know, I, I think, and, and equally, the visual style of that apparently um, it's quite sort of uh, practical effects, and I think it plays very much to the strengths of of VR and the visual sort of style of it. Um, not that I don't think that the wireframe model is absolutely perfect as well. I think um, that minimal style just works fantastically mm. with 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 um, the headset and and the space. Um, yeah, I I found the head tracking to be sort of a a bit of a magical experience yeah. in general, um, particularly in Res. I've, I've played a little bit of um, Battlezone as well, played the demo of that. Yeah. Um, and you, there's a little bit of sort of head tracking on that, and same with Riggs, there's a little bit of head tracking on that. But Res was the one that just felt the nicest because it just felt very snappy, you know. It yeah. doesn't drift, I think. Some of the other games drift the view a little bit with with the with the aiming, whereas in Res it's absolutely pinpoint on, and I really liked that as a as a concept as well. That um, traditionally in Res you move the cursor and it's a fixed screen and you're moving it around, but now your cursor's bang in the middle and you're moving your head. It's yeah. it changes the feel of the game a little bit, and they they balance that out with sort of the viewpoint the viewpoint slightly more restricted than it used to be in res but that's because you need to move your head around to sort of um, aim in the space but yeah. i found it um i found it like some crazy thought machine almost where i'm taking down things by thinking about it because i'm looking at them you know that's kind of what it felt like yeah which is just a crazy crazy thought to me um 
and equally, yeah, the Vertigo thing's really interesting. Um, some games I've had a feeling of that in, um, but in, in Res, when I tried that, it was very much the same, and there's a particular bit on the second level, um, sort of, I think maybe stage three on the second level, where the big ships sort of come beneath you, sort yeah. of, from, from the near of the screen, and they look almost like... Um, I'm going to lose my geek credentials there. The, the big, the big ships from Star Star Wars when it comes into view with the text coming, and yeah. you, you see this come below you. I just looked down. I was just like, "God, <laughs> the size of this thing!" You know, um, I think that's the great thing about VR is that scale is just you can absolutely make things look amazing now. You know, yeah. things that would just be a boss on a screen you wouldn't really care about maybe in the same way, but in VR things. Can massive and it's like wow that's huge you know <laughs> and your jaw drops because it's so big and it's taking up all of the space that you see you know um, so I mean yeah I, I I will have it I will definitely have a second Christmas when this comes you know and um, I will get myself ready and uh, you know completely sort of fired up for it because um, that game has moments that even even today, there's a, there's there's a particular um, not to talk too much just about Res, but in, in stage five of Res, there was a particular sort of one minute thirty seconds of that game that literally every time I've ever played it, I feel I feel my sort of spine tingle like li- every time. Yeah. And it's, and it's particular just the particular the way the visuals are and the way the music kicks in. It's just just gets me. Um, and in VR, that's just gonna be like. I might die at that point. I have to admit, <laughs> but happy. Yeah, very happy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, um, the euphoria will just the endorphins to my head will just be incredible. <laughs> I think at that point, you know. Yeah. Um, and and I I've been known to dance while while playing res, you know, <laughs> with my hands. I mean, that's literally what I was doing when I played it. I was having a little mini rave in the middle of this public event down in London you know but I mean I didn't care it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of what, what I play games for in those sort of moments so yeah no uh, so yeah I mean I played a little bit of Res um, in, in previous but but obviously, and you've obviously played a little bit as well yeah um, what was the other game did you say there was another game that you sort of played a little bit of as well or um, just uh, no Thumper Thumper Tumble VR Drive Club and oh, um, Drive Club, yeah, yeah, and Res, yeah. So Drive Club's a little bit, a little bit hmm, disappointing, isn't it? Yeah. I think I, I don't know. I, I would have, I would have liked, I would have liked for it to be a better ex- experience than it was. And not to say that first time in that again, I kind of looked around. and was like, oh my god, it's it's Edinburgh, and yeah, I I kind of didn't really drive. If I have to admit, I. I just looked around. I wasn't paying attention at all to the road. You know, I was literally like looking left and looking right, and I wasn't even using my mirrors properly. I was just like looking behind in my car and just looking backwards at the other car. You know, I was just like, I just want to look. You know, yeah. it's that sort of feel. Um, but I, I really struggled with that um, visually. Um, mm. It, it visually made me feel uncomfortable in my eyes. I, I did not like it, and I have gone back to it again, sort of not playing anything beforehand and equally I had the same sort of reaction I don't it just doesn't feel comfortable mm. and I think that's a really interesting point about VR is 
the comfort factor of games is very strange and I think um, again I don't know many people you've sort of tried uh, VR with with other people and tried the headsets on but people do react to things in different ways and oh yeah um, I'd heard a lot of things beforehand that that Drive Club was particularly bad for motion sickness or people having discomfort with it. I mean, I had discomfort with it, but it was it was visually um, on my eyes. I felt like I was straining to focus. Yeah, I couldn't really get that pinpoint focus. I think that's just the game, and I think it also does the thing of. I think some VR games do this quite a lot, where obviously wherever your head eyes are gazed at that's what is in focus but if you move your eyes somewhere else then that object then becomes in focus and the rest is out of focus because um, VR can't work like your normal eyes work you can't just look at something and refocus you know so it's more the head tracking that would do that but I felt in drive club I would be looking maybe down at the wheel or looking at the the counter that says you know lap two of three Mm. and then I look back into the distance and it just wouldn't wouldn't be in focus at all and it would just be an absolute mess and I'd have to really blink and then realise that blinking isn't the reason why I'm not in focus it's the game you know and that just messed with me in bizarre ways and as I say just didn't feel comfortable with it Um, which is a shame because um, I'm, I'm crying out for some driving games in VR I have to admit I think the, the the setup is perfect in a lot of senses and I think I think that's what it proved, proved to me it was more of a proof of concept going forward that yeah driving games will definitely work um, and equally um, again I, I didn't know how I'd feel without the wheel so I didn't purchase it beforehand yeah. I didn't actually have any problems without the wheel I found it absolutely fine in terms of control and mm. again I'd heard some rumours that uh, Drive Club was one of the games that was making people feel particularly queasy, mm. um, but again, I've had, I didn't have any sort of issues on that front. I have to admit, it was absolutely fine from that perspective. Has anything you've played made you feel sick yet? Um, Define sick, I suppose. <laughs> well, I don't know, queasy in the stomach. You know, I, I've not had any issues. Admittedly, it doesn't sound like I've played as much as you, but. Um, same on Vive, apart from very specific instances, um, with because those games, some of those games are designed for you to to walk around. Um, one ones where there was a dual control scheme. Basically, the, a lot of the games on Vive, you, they've got like a teleportation scheme uh, kind of set up. So yeah. with one controller, you, you you'll teleport around and and, and what have you. Um, but if you if you accidentally brush the touchpad in one particular game, it, it will start moving you forward, and, and that made me feel really funny. Um, just the whole experience of well, my legs aren't moving, but I'm moving um, was very strange. No, I didn't f- find it in Drive Club, but I suppose that that's the environment you're in. You're sat in a, in what's supposed to be a moving vehicle. Uh, it was this this whole point of, of walking around, a, you know, an open environment um, without mm. actually doing anything physically made me feel very odd but no nothing on on playstation vr has, has made me feel bad yet right um i i haven't felt sort of um anything in my stomach or mm. anything like that but headaches are, are more the thing that i'm noticing um mm. so i played quite a, a fair chunk on the first day but i i, I was very careful I'm, I'm sort of quite a sensible person mm. really so I was like I don't want to kind of create this adverse reaction to anything so I took things very easy sort of the first few days and then by sort of Sunday I thought okay 
I'll, I'll, I think I was getting into something. I was probably tumble, and I, I put a good hour in, like a good sort of hour, hour fifteen, hour twenty. And when I came out of that, then I thought oh, probably probably overdone it a little bit. Right. Okay. It's really it's really strange. My and I, I'd be fascinated to know how pe- different people respond. And I mean, that's one of the big things when I've set it up with people. I've I've purposefully sort of um, had sessions where I've had people over, but it's just been the two of us. So it's 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 nice because it, I don't think it's very social. It's VR. It's it's interesting with the person who's in it. Potentially, you can have some interaction without, like we've said, with some of some of the stuff with Tumble and some of the other stuff in the playroom VR that lends itself to sort of social experiences as well. But um, I um, I think um, it, it's just. I was very conscious that people may react badly to things, so I've been almost helping other people out and just understanding maybe what their triggers are and just saying, you know, look, if it's too much, just, just say, and mm. I'll make sure to take the headset off you and things, because I think people have to be aware of that. It It is something that is going to trigger different responses in different people, and, I mean, more than anything, absolutely 100% demo whatever you're interested in before you purchase it, and try it out because um, I would hate for somebody to buy this and, and have some terrible reactions um, because I, th- I think it, and it's completely unpredictable I think yeah. um, I, I cannot I cannot from the patterns from what I've read and from what I've seen from people who I've been with it, some games make them feel odd and other games don't and I've been flabbergasted by the games that made people feel odd um, I had somebody play who who had real problems with Battle Battle Zone, but had no problems with Eve. And I thought, right. well, Eve's got far more motion than Battle Zone, but for whatever reason, you know, that's the one that triggered them. Um, I had my dad over, who who I know suffers from terrible motion sickness when he's played FPS games in the past, and he doesn't really like them. But even when he's watched me play something, he's been like, I can't watch you; it's just too much movement. Right. I was really conscious of him. I was like, well, I want you to like try some things. But he's had absolutely no issues whatsoever, which just kind of flabbergasted me. I was just like, "Wow, okay." So I don't know. It's 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 an interesting thing. Um, my re- my personal reactions have been, like I say, light headaches. And strangely, I when I've come out of VR, I always want to eat. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or have a cup of tea straight away. That's the that's the thing. I've eaten like. After I've been in VR, which doesn't sound right, <laughs> Does, I don't know. Does it, I don't understand that. No, I, I don't I, get it. No, I can't get my head around that one. No, that's interesting think, though. Yeah, and I've had that multiple times already, where I felt, oh, I just need to. I really need to eat now. <laughs> and if I eat something, I'll be okay again, and this feeling will disappear. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> I really don't. But, it, but I think that's the thing and again you probably haven't I don't know how much you've been in VR in general but I so I played four days on a, a fair bit so those days added up maybe five hours six hours in total something like that I don't mm. know but I went to bed on, on Sunday night in a very strange state I have to admit <laughs> I closed my eyes and I could see that black sort of gritty fog of the PlayStation. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I was like, and I moved my head and left and right. I was like, am I moving my head left and right in bed or am I looking at something in VR and it just hasn't switched on the machine? It was that sort of 
feel oh it's very strange i had some very strange dreams um yeah i don't know it's been okay since i took a, took a few days bro yeah no i think that i think that's probably sensible as you say i think um you just don't know how it's going to affect different people because yeah the experiences do seem to differ wildly and as you say it can be one game for one person that makes them feel odd and 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 for somebody else as you say i've got i've as you mentioned with your dad there i've got a friend um who yeah he can't play fps games they just make him feel incredibly queasy and he was really wary of trying any vr at all but he's he's not had any issues either so yeah it's it's an odd one and i think people just need to be sort of t- take the time with it and be careful and i think from everything I've heard, the the absolute worst thing you can do is try and force your way through it, and you think, oh, I'll I'll, I'll adapt. Uh, maybe you will adapt with small small doses, but but not saying, well, I'm going to power through for three hours and and get used to it is, is probably the worst thing you can do. And and sure, it is annoying sort of having to take the headset on and off, particularly if you want to sort of play something for any period of time. And I found it's much better if you know if you want to play for maybe two hours. It's much better to do 20 minutes than take a 10 minute break, 20 minutes, 10 mm. minute break, and mm. do that and break it up a little bit just to give your eyes a rest and your head a rest. And It sounds really strange, but I found that's been the best way of sort of approaching it. And I think, you know, just just be careful out there, guys, you know. <laughs> like, don't really, don't overdo it because you don't know what adverse reactions you may have to things in the long term with this sort of thing. And, I, I gen like genuinely on the on the first Sunday I was like I I cannot I, I was like when I was lying in bed I was like I cannot on Monday I can't play I just cannot play anything because I just need to be sure of things and I almost I wondered if it was my brain like literally trying to figure things out right like, is this a new thing that my brain's never experienced before therefore it's trying to make sense of the world because that's what happens when you sleep you know you kind of the the, the events of the day you know kind of fester in your head and they kind of you know you have that deep sleep and it sorts itself out and makes sense of what's happened and stores things in your long term memory but mm. maybe VR is just one of those things where it doesn't it can't it can't, can't, can't you know put that in a nice neat box it doesn't know if it's really happened to you or not potentially that's that was my only sort of take on it was that my brain's figuring out what this is and after a bit of time it'll be okay because it'll figure it out and that's the only thing I can really think of but that's completely unscientific. There's absolutely nothing to base that on whatsoever, apart from my own crazy thoughts. But um, it's strange, and um, yeah, as I say, I, I I need to take it a little bit, a little bit slow at times, and um, that has been it has been driving me up the wall a little bit. I have to admit. I mean, on Monday and Tuesday night, I was, I, and I have had this feeling in a long time. I was absolutely. I was desperate to play something in VR. Like, really wanted to play something. And I was like, no, just don't do it. But I was like, oh, but I really want to. And I was like, I can't do it. Just, just lay off it. You know, play something else, play, play something. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to do something to take my mind off it, you know. Because yeah. And it just couldn't sort of move into that space. Um, another game that I know you've definitely played, which we'll definitely talk about, is uh, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, very nice. I mean, um, again, I knew a fair bit about it beforehand and um, I'd seen some sort of Let's Plays and things like that of it. Um, really, really, really cool um, concept. And again, I like... Um, there's a really clean sort of nature to it that, that always impresses. Like, 
I th- that's the thing I found with a lot of the games that I'm really taking towards it is that they just feel clean in terms of sort of the style and, and simple and this absolutely does as well um, the space is really nice again I keep saying but the environments actually do help and you know if, if it's an open feeling and environment then, then it makes you feel more relaxed and yeah. you know this felt very much like okay, I can lay back in my chair and although it's a tense sort of game it's, in terms of what you're doing it still feels like a, a nice space to be in it feels feels relatable I suppose and, and not too sort of oppressive or anything so mm. it's quite nice sort of one to sort of play and um, did sort of um, two or three four levels of sort of puzzles on it and um, yeah a really really cool little um, little game uh, where you're diffusing a bomb one person's in VR diffusing and the other person outside of VR is helping you uh, with um, a bomb manual so it's the classic um, movie setup somebody on the end of the line yeah uh, I'm trying to think of the film that started with the bomb at the start was did one of the, did, the, did the X-Files film start with yeah the first situation X-Files film did yeah absolutely yeah. that's what it reminded me of a little bit yeah it was, it was that setup. so it was a bomb at the start and you know so you got somebody on the speaker and that's kind of the feeling that this game sort of um, supposed to be evocative of um, but yeah so you got five minutes trying to defuse and I went into VR and was like going through the things so like if you get stuck it's all on the right wall, all the buttons are on the oh, right. I was like, oh yeah, so it is. I'm <laughs> looking directly at the person sat there, but obviously not because I'm in VR yeah. anyway. <laughs> never gets old, never gets old doing that sort of stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, so you're in the space and then you're kind of shouting out what you're seeing and the other person's flicking through the bomb manual, um, which I printed off from the internet. You can print off a little manual, put it in like a binder and make it feel like it's a proper setup. Yeah, exactly, um, yeah. And we went through a few like that, and yeah, it's a really nice little um, to and fro game. And then we sort of swap positions, and once you're in in the bombs situation yourself for the first time, having done one side but not the other, it makes things a little bit easier, and you start to develop shorthand for things, yeah. and understand things a little bit. Um, you've played on the Vive previously, I'm guessing. Then that's right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, it, it's uh, one of my favourite games of, of recent months. Actually, I mean, it's been out for a long time, but obviously, I've, I've only had the headset for for a relatively short period of time. So, so I've I've only played it recently. But, um, but yeah, I think it's excellent, and and it's a shame, really. It not a huge amount has been made of it in in the the PlayStation launch, just because you know it has got such an impressive lineup. I think under normal kind of launch circumstances, where games are thin on the ground, it perhaps would have received a bit more attention, but. Yeah, I think it's it's excellent. It's um, yeah, as you say, it's one of those games where it, it starts out. You'll get to you know you've got your tutorial um, levels and what have you, but your, your first one or two proper goes, and you just think, how on earth, you know, you, when you when you first get to your first stumbling block, you think, how on earth are we going to do this? And someone's trying to describe something to you, and, and or, or vice versa, and you're just not getting it. But as you say, you you soon develop this shorthand. Um, and you really kind of get in the zone with it, and and it does a really good job. I don't know how much of it you've played, but introducing new types of puzzles at the right time, you know, before before things get too staid, and um, yeah, I love it. But I, I think with with that shorthand comes heightened expectation from the the person you're playing with mm. as well, uh, and and they ramp up the tension, so the the times get shorter, and the number of times you can make a mistake, you know, go down. And other distractions come in. I don't know if you got to any of the levels where like the lights will cut out for a few seconds at a time, or no. Oh. It, it, every every level started with the lights off generally, yeah. um, 
but um, yeah, I could I could tell that things were going to um, be a little bit more interesting going forward, yeah. shall we say? So there's a, there's an um, there's an alarm clock on the desk as well that in later levels that'll, that'll suddenly go off and start beeping really really loudly, uh, if, especially if you you know if you've got one earphone in or something to to hear what's going on and and one off to to see the person it's it's incredibly distracting so you might be in the middle of trying to cut wires or whatever the puzzle is and you've suddenly got to fumble around for the um for for the alarm clock and 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 hit the snooze button to stop that from distracting you yeah it just just has all these lovely little elements that it brings in and and just keeps it being an an interesting experience and yeah i i loved the fact that you you know i'd same as you i I did it the way the way it was intended printed off the manual put it in a binder it's just just a lovely kind of extra layer to it um and yeah just as fun in in vr doing the diffusing as as it is kind of deciphering the 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 manual as well um there was some criticism when it was on the on the vive that it doesn't take uh doesn't make use of the the kind of motion controller so i was using an xbox 360 pad with it but that didn't detract it from it from for me at all really i I understand where where they're coming from in theory you know using a kind of a motion controller to, to snip the wires and what have you could could uh, bring another element to it but yeah it didn't bother me at all to be honest um i, I just think it's an excellent game yeah I, d- I don't know if that would actually add much because i think um once you know what you need to do i think that potentially might be frustrating if you know you accidentally cut the wrong one because i don't know because not because of the mistake you made but because yeah, your I'm hands not steady and things so yeah. <clears throat> um i don't I don't think that's a large criticism. I suppose um, it doesn't use much head tracking in the game. I don't no. think, and uh, some of the some of the setup is more to keep it secret from the other players and create that asynchronous sort of yes. setup, isn't it? Really, yeah, and, exactly. Um, I think I think that's that's the, the big sort of pull on that, and I do like asynchronous games because um, it it creates interesting interesting setups and mechanics and and whatnot. So. I think that was the big draw for me was just uh, just the whole idea of it, and I think the headset definitely makes well, it makes you feel like that other person's in a different space, and mm. they are, you know. Mm. <laughs> so I think that's the big thing for me. Um, I, I I suppose at this point as well, I think I've used it very much as an introductory sort of game again because there isn't much movement. So yeah, it was one of those games where. I'll put people into a game that I think they, they'll be comfortable in, but if they start being uncomfortable, maybe on that game that I start them with, I'll choose something with less motion and this again, you know, it's much more comfortable. So yeah. I don't think anybody's going to get sick from something like this. So no, it, no, exactly. And, and equally, I think it's quite a good uh, game for people who don't play many games as well. It's quite easy in terms of controls, I think, and yeah, yeah. set up. Absolutely. So, you know, I think, I think that was really important to me to have a, a game like that just to help show VR really um, but I won't get to those later sort of stages I think until I found somebody who I'm going to play regularly with because yeah. I'm guessing that's the situation you've been in where you you've, you you sort of building over time your vernacular with that person and sort of you know like I say getting to those harder levels and kind of nailing it with that person because you've got an understanding now yeah exactly so I, I mean I've, I've been playing it through my wife so it's, it's perfect I'm, I'm again I'm lucky enough that well if she's n- not a huge huge gamer but she does enjoy certain types of games and and i thought you know is, is she gonna like this but yeah we we've we've found it brilliant just trying to nail that challenge and as, as we were talking about you know finding that shorthand and uh, and 
but as I say, because because <laughs> it's a uh, someone you know that well, you I do I found myself kind of like the tension really really ramping up when, when one of us messes up, we're we're kind of snapping at each other, and uh, it starts off in a kind of mildly jokey way, and then <laughs> and starts to annoy each other if we're not nailing it. So no, it's uh, it's an excellent game. I, yeah, I've really, we've both really enjoyed playing through it. Yeah, I, I I find that I I want to always stress to the other person how much time is left on the timer. Yeah. Like that seems to be the most important thing that I want to tell people, and uh, there's almost no need to do that because it's not going to make them find the answer any quicker. But <laughs> yeah. for some reason, I just think going less than two minutes left now. You know, can you like tell me what to do, sort of thing? Yeah. You know, yeah. that seems to be my default for for whatever reason. Uh, I don't think it's panic, but I just kind of like go, well, just have to give you as much information as possible. Um, yeah. I, I, when I played, I did, I kind of cheat, cheated a little bit, I oh, suppose, right. uh, because uh, it, it well, it depends how you see it, but you know, if you think of it logically, you are meant to be a, on the end of a telephone call. But I ended up, I'm in VR, but I could use my hands to kind of say different things if you know what I mean okay. and they can see that because they're in the room so it was more about positioning and things and not not sort of drawing things out with my hands but kind of just different positionings and I, I don't know I think that's just me I'm quite uh, I do I do express things quite a lot with my hands right I'm with my body so I think it was just a natural reaction to do that in that situation yeah so. yeah of course yeah um, but it's not game breaking by any means but I just thought it was an interesting sort of um point to it and um i'm i'm terrible terrible for left and right and that has tripped me up so many times already it's it's unreal like i, d- I can do left and right if, if if i'm there and i'm giving the instructions but receiving the instructions right i'm with you there's a particular one with puzzles in, in a space and it's like if you know where the start and end points are you have to sort of move between them um, yeah you know which one I mean. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying too much to give the game away. Yeah. Um, and that I messed up <laughs> quite a lot of times because I just don't know my left and right. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's. I, I, I was going to say I'm clearly not cut out for bomb diffusing. I'm not the right person <laughs> to be a bomb diffusing situation if I cannot get my left and right right. Um, the other one I was thinking of was this is I don't think it's happened in the game, but I do wonder. Have they got it set up for colorblind mode with the wires or not? Ah, uh, well, I'm. Uh, I do have issues with certain colors, and I've not had any any problems with it so far. Okay. Um, but again, it affects different people in different ways, doesn't it? So yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. Is the is the honest answer there? But um, but yeah, yeah it's definitely a potential stumbling block. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just funny because uh, you know, in that sort of situation, again, you won't want a colorblind person using a bomb. You know, we go. You know. Which, which green wire? This, what do you mean? Which green wire? There should only be one green wire. You know, yeah. it's, it's that situation. You just be like, well, you're screwed then, aren't you? Yeah, fifty yeah. fifty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh man. Um, so yeah, so you mentioned Super Hypercube earlier on. I I didn't end up. I, I'm very interested in it, but just it, I don't know why I was expecting that to be more at the fifteen pound range um, yeah because i'd spent more than i was expecting to in, in buying the headset in the first place i thought well i'll 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 leave much like you with rares I'll, I'll leave something behind um for for a later date um so yeah i'll definitely be picking it up uh, if i take it you've enjoyed it 
Um, I, I, I have actually bought it myself, so oh, again, okay, I just, sorry, right. I've just literally played the demo on Super Hypercube, but um, again, I, I really like the space on that, and, and the feeling of openness really sort of helps with that game, and um, I would, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of waiting to see what happens on the price on that one a little bit. I, I, I'm a little bit disappointed on sort of the price range they went for for that, because mm. I think it's probably a little bit of a slight experience. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of VR is built for short form, so by no means a criticism, but yeah. when you look at it in the context of the other games that have sort of been offered at, at, at launch, it's a little bit of a difficult sell, I feel, um, to a lot of people. But ultimately, you know, if, again, try everything out because, you know, um, this doesn't have very much movement in terms of sort of VR, but it, it, it absolutely creates that space and, and, that, and that feeling. And I, that was the, literally the first game that I booted up was Super Hypercube, was the demo, because I wanted something that would impress, but, but sort of um, leave um, me not feeling queasy or anything like that. Yeah. And, um, and and so yeah, I booted that up, and immediately that was the one where I was like, okay, I'm in this space then, and you move, you sheen forward at the front, and you get the hyperdelic hyper sort of psychedelic colours, and it was like, wow, you know, this is this is the future, you know, and um, I think VR does a good job of that. I think I think that's always the thing. Every time I've tried VR, even now, it it feels like I'm have I have some product from the future that should not exist. <laughs> In some sense, it doesn't feel real that this exists, and I think games like Super Hypercube really sell that vision. It's it's a big sell of that seventies and eighties dream, isn't it? Of um, I think you know a lot of a lot of music even now kind of cribs off that feeling of you know um, Tron based visuals mm. and computerized voices and all of that. And there's been a lot of that wireframe sort of models and things and. Games like Super Hypercube, Res, Thumper, I think the three that really sort of sell that. I think Battlezone as well, to a certain degree, you know. I think I'm I'm a slightly, you know, younger age. I was born in the 80s and grew up in the 90s, but I imagine if you're somebody who grew up, you know, as a teenager in the 70s and 80s, you, uh, your mind must be absolutely blown by this stuff, like literally completely out of this world. Yeah. Um um, and I mean, I'll go back to my dad a little bit because my dad sort of does play games. He plays, but he's stuck very much in um, in playing sort of two D games. He's he never sort of graduated really from sort of SNES and Mega Drive games. Mm. And uh, he did play some three D stuff, but they never really grabbed him in the same way. I remember he played quite a bit of Tomb Raider and things. And so when I showed him, I was saying to him like, you know, I wanted to show him VR. You know. Who's, 68 and it's like you know I need to show him like what this is about you know yeah. um, and I, even before I was like oh Paul what's it like it's like oh it's it, honestly I can't explain it I, I've shown him trailers like, it's a little bit like this and it's a little, I said but really I can't I can't show it and then, so I put him in super hypercube first and, um, he, he was fine you know it was like there was no motion sickness with him it's like oh yeah oh, I love I love that sort of psychedelic sort of effect to the stars like yeah I knew I knew like that I knew like the look of that but then you know I got him to try some other things and um, uh, we'll go back to one of the games we've got him to try because it's one of the games we haven't talked about yet which absolutely sold a lot of things for me on VR but I put him in Thumper yeah. and not I, again this was sort of later on he tried a couple of things taking him out I played a little bit and showed him a few things but 
and with Thumper, I was like, well, I, I kind of want him to get the feel of it because I know that he was just like, it really, really like take to the, 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 the thrill of it and, and the, like I say, the psychedelic and weird nature of it. He would really, really enjoy it. And but I thought it's, it's a fast-paced game, and he's not he's not very good at sort of you know pressing buttons rhythmically and mm. things like that, you know. And I thought his dexterity is not you know. 68 is not great at that sort of stuff anyway and never was you know yeah and i thought oh, i don't know don't know what i can do with this and i thought well i'll just show him it in 2d first and, and i thought right i'll just so i put it on the tv screen just showed it in 2d i gave him the pad and i was like this is what you have to do and press the buttons and try to sort of teach him at least the first stage so if you understood how that worked he could maybe get through the first stage in vr and i kind of gave it to him and he, he was struggling and i was like look no it's just when the the box goes underneath the, the purse and the beetle, you know, he pressed it and he's struggling. I was like, I said, but try it, try it anyway in VR. And I put him in VR in it and it was like, he, he, he nailed it. And it was just like, it was, it was incredible. And he literally did, I would say, nine tenths of the first level. Yeah. It was literally only the boss that he couldn't do. And I was just, I was gobsmacked by it. <laughs> I was just like, blimey. He, he's, and he really got into it. You could tell he was, he was nailing it. And it was yeah. Like, I think that's the thing. You want, and and I found that with with some of these games, you, you just nail things that you would never do normally because you're just so much more connected to it. Um, it fascinated me. It really did. Um, so, yeah, um, but not much really to say about Super Hypercube until I've sort of played it a little bit more. But I do know sort of the visuals do ramp up. And right. I, I really do want to sort of see how how it sort of elevates with the different sort of visual styles and. It's just there's a really neat design and what I'd already seen in terms of sound design was impeccable in terms of, you know, if you put your head close to the blocks, they kind of make like a shimmering sort of sound and there's these sort of neon sort of things, sort of day glow lights that come down from, from the distance and they kind of build up and change as you go and again, if you put your head towards them, they kind of make a buzz and a shimmer off them, you know, it's a real nice warm feeling of a space and um, yeah really nice design I just think it's priced just that little bit too high for, mm. for most people to get into um, unfortunately um, and, and equally I, I, I don't know if you've seen but um, Jeff Minter has announced his VR game as yeah, well yeah sort of uh, which is huge, huge sell for me as well and again similar vein you know it's a very sort of psychedelic how body sort of experience I'm sure that will be and completely crazy but yeah that that's the sort of thing that that I've bought the machine for in a lot of senses mm. um, yeah in, in terms of other things that I've played um, I played a little bit of Playroom VR have you not delved in Playroom VR whatsoever then? no I've not downloaded it yet but I, I definitely will do obviously it's it's a it's free I, I, I'm not even sure of the extent of what's on offer there I know that the one thing that people seem to have really latched onto is is the platforming section yeah 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 so there's a there's a platforming game on there called um, Robot Rescue mm. um, and um, that game is into the screen so I'd say the setup is a little bit like um, a little bit like Crash Bandicoot, that sort of okay. tunnel sort of view. So the, the camera only moves sort of in and out, so backwards and forwards only. Um, and you can move your character sort of any, in any space within that. But um, that that really was just absolutely incredible. And I've shown that game to everybody. And they've all just been 
really impressed with that um, and the way that works. It has some really nice into the world sort of um, feel and, and features in terms of using the pad in the space within the 3D space and sort of solving little puzzles with your with your platforming guy. But I was um, in particular that game really uh, I was very happy that that worked. I was like, wow, this works. I want this because. I, again, I'd heard a lot about motion in, in VR and what can work and, you know, a lot of talk around free movement isn't very good or third person potentially is an issue. But playing this was very much to me proof of concept that platformers, 3D platforms absolutely can work in VR, um, which is very exciting for, for me that, that, yeah. that is a genre that can work. Um, I know there's been other platforms, I believe, one another VR um, headsets, but I don't know how, how they would differ to, to, to what's been on off here, but um, just an incredible looking world and again, that was another game that's just had people sort of dropping their jaws and going, wow, this is amazing, I want this as a full game, you know, and genuinely that's that's how it felt playing in it and just really clever design again, I think um, you absolutely must play the player, player in VR stuff um, yeah. without a doubt, um, that's the only single player thing on there. Um, all the all the other things are multiplayer. Okay. Um, and I think you will really dig um, two of them in particular. Okay. Um, so, um, I mean, I can go in depth in the platforming game, but really, I think again, you need to sort of try it out for yourself and see see how it plays. And I don't really want to spoil any of the the clever sort of elements of that game because. Um, once they're spoiled, they're spoiled. In some sense. Yeah, no, I'm with you. No, no, it's it. it don't get me wrong. It's, it's definitely something I I will be downloading. It, it is as I say. It's just I've had limited time with it so far, um, mm. and and I need to make space to be honest as well. Just because, um, yeah, having downloaded the the launch games, it pretty much took up took up what little was remaining on my hard drive. So yeah, I'll be doing okay. some, some jigging around and and getting that downloaded. Um, but yeah, the the platformer thing is really interesting to me that that. That people are raving about it because it's just not one of the things that um, occurred to me when I started thinking about okay yeah I'm going to get into to VR gaming it, it just wasn't one of the things that I thought well that'll be an exciting thing to do in VR but but everything I've heard since seems to seems to be uh, that that is the case that it's just really well handled um, I think I, I don't think it's I think it's because for, for me anyway it's always because of the, the way VR's been pitched a lot of the time and I'd yeah. set my expectations at being a certain thing of, you know, there's a back, there's a whole bunch of games that are great for VR, you know, things with the cockpit, yeah. racing games, mm-hmm. um, first person adventure games that are a bit slow, those are the great things that will work in VR. These games over here to the side that you currently like playing, these will never work in VR. Mm. That was that was sort of the message that I'd always sort of had, and to see something that's very traditional and something. Written to me, platforms are probably the most traditional games, apart from shooters, really, sort of 2D shooters and things. Yeah. To see those work in VR was incredibly exciting to me because, it, like I say, it just means that I can now dream about certain games potentially being made in that format and 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 look forward to that and, and see how those progress and see what ideas come forward. Um, admittedly, you know, I'm guessing putting together something like what they've put together there was still a huge amount of effort to make sure people were comfortable in that space and environment and I don't doubt the amount of play 
um, playtesting that, that developers have to do on VR games and mm. I think potentially that's one of the issues that that's going to lead to sort of longer development time is not the fact that they can't make these games it's the fact that they need to make the games and then test in every single environment every single puzzle to make sure they're not getting any adverse reactions and obviously the larger the amount of play space that you make the more chance there is that you'll just put a little thing there that you didn't think could do anything but actually has an impact on on the play experience and, and the physical reaction to that play experience so I don't doubt that the 20 minute level that they've put together there went through a huge amount of testing and, and and working and reworking to see what worked and what didn't even in terms of controls in terms of viewpoint but also in terms of that comfort level uh, because it does feel very comfortable to play um, no adverse reactions at all from anybody and it's a very slow moving camera you know a, a Sonic game isn't going to work <laughs> yeah. yeah you know it's going to make people throw up <laughs> But it, it, you know, the, I'm just saying there are, there are things that this points towards as being well. There are things clearly here that work. There are elements you could take certain bits of it and go. You can make a full game based on maybe this small element, or you could take what's there and maybe build in different directions. Maybe you can do a side-scrolling thing. I don't know. It, it's it's just interesting that it worked. I think that was the big thing for me, um, and just the amount of polish on this in general of Playroom VR. The, the, polish across the board on this is phenomenal mm. absolutely incredible and I think um, for me again not not only sort of the factor that you've got a VR headset that's that's made for the living room and the price point the, the, the third thing for me for really want to go with the PlayStation solution was that I just think there'll be more games of that polish on the platform and yeah. up to that level um, from designers from from Japan and places uh, that would not potentially release stuff otherwise for VR and that's what really came across to me is that it just it, you know the, the Japan studio of, of, of Sony have made platformers in the past like Puppeteer that's fantastic mm. and you know I, I just think they've got enough pedigree to be able to do that Medium Molecule potentially could do some fantastic stuff in VR it's just exciting to me to have that sort of level of quality of games potentially on the platform, and I think that's what it pointed towards more than anything. Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, I'll definitely, I'll definitely be checking it out. And uh, no, you've got me even more intrigued now with the with the more social games as well. So, yeah, I'll be, I'll be trying yeah. it out this weekend. I think. I mean, the, the social. I, I don't mind sort of the, the, the spoiler. They're not really spoilers on the social games, but again, they're kind of asynchronous, and one of them is very much a describe what's happening um, in outside world to the person inside, a bit like Keep Talking. Okay, yeah. And that's really cool. Got a really nice setting, Wild West setting that just puts you in there in the middle of this, this saloon. It's just incredible and yeah. so cartoony and the animation's just brilliant. Just, just so many little sort of little bits where you just think, oh, that's just so nice and things that catch your eye in different areas and you're just like, that's it's just funny. It's just got character, you know. It just works really nice. Yeah. And the other asynchronous game that's really nice in that is uh, one. Again, it's one where there's some information from the outside, and that's like a ghost hunt one. Okay. So it's a little bit like um, Luigi's Mansion. So you're kind of in a space, and you need to look around to see where the ghosts are. And well, it's like Ghostbusters, I suppose. And you can point your pad at where it needs to go, and you suck them up. But yeah. you can't see where the ghosts are, but the person watching on television knows where they are and where they're moving towards sure so. yeah okay 
So they're really interesting games, and as I say, the feel of those spaces again are just, I mean, spot on in terms of style and design. And um, the ghost house one, just again, it's just the, the little things that they've put in, the little bits of sound design and the little bits of graphical flourishes here and there. Um, I'm amazed it's the freebie, I suppose, mm. of PlayStation VR. If anything, I would have thought that you know um, VR Worlds is a much lesser product than Playroom VR. Playroom VR is the the absolute. I think it's an absolute perfect thing for for plunking people in who don't play games at all um, as a starter because it just teaches you a lot of things very nicely and gently. Um, yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, interesting. You mentioned VR Worlds there. Yeah, I've actually ordered it. Um, just oh, have you? well, I, yeah, I've read that it is a pretty slight experience, but the the London heist just looks like good fun. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't have move controllers yet. I I decided I wanted them the day before the thing came, and of course, there's just a complete shortage now. So, I, God knows when I'll get mm. them. Um, so, yeah, I'll. Um, I will look forward to trying that out, but from what I understand, yeah, it's very short and not a huge amount to it. But, but, but yeah. So, yeah. So in terms of, so I'm guessing you're going to wait until you have move controllers then, until, yeah, until yeah. you try that out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Similarly, I, I'm interested in trying the, the Batman game as well. But again, I, everything I hear is it's not you know the move move is needed really to to get the the most out of it. So um, yeah, I'll be waiting for that as well. I think. Yeah, and I've personally avoided some some of those because because I don't have the move. And at this point, um, I'm quite happy sort of with the pad experience that I've had. And I, I can understand what I think move will bring to some of those experiences. And but again, for me, it's there's a barrier of price there. Where I'm just like, well, until there's maybe potentially more games that really sort of sell it to me, then I'm not going to sort of jump in there and sort of um, pick those up. Um, I think probably a good point to mention sort of the tracking because um, I'd, how are you? How did you play um, Tumble? Have you been playing on the PS4 pad for Tumble then? Yes, yeah, I have, yeah. because uh, yeah, uh, So Tumble's interesting. So I, I originally played... So my friend came around and he had one move controller. So uh, Tumble does work with one move. Um, and the tracking is much better, I think, with the move controller for, for that game in particular because it can track. Um, different angles better whereas the PS4 pad I, I don't know if you, you've seen but it will quite often go and do the red line which says out of area and it, yeah. it does that buzzing really annoying buzzing noise Yeah, yeah that's um, right. um, and that's never really happened at all with the move control Okay. so I, I do think you know some experiences probably you should try and have those controllers if you can mm. um, just because I think it'll add a lot more um in terms of that interaction, you know. Um, and in terms of the tracking, I mean, one of the things people have talked about is the tracking with the move in particular um, in, in games where they're simulating your hands. Um, a lot of people having little bits of issues here and there with them. And um, I, I've, I've had some issues with things sort of floating and in tumble in particular. You know, I keep my hands steady and it will move around a little bit, not a huge amount. But a little bit, right? Um, the, the element I have more issue with is if the world moves around. And yeah, again, that's a little bit more of an issue. Have, have you have you experienced both of those things? Uh, yeah, yeah, to, to a very minor extent. Um, 
but yeah that there's been there's been small small issues but nothing that i would say is uh you know is too detrimental and uh, i suppose the, the bigger question for me is do, do you have any issues like that whatsoever on on the um on the vibe or is it just a, an absolute rock solid situation there or no it, it, does it sometimes happen there as well uh, no, I, I have to admit, I've not, I've not um, experienced anything like that personally. Um, but, it, but again, um, considering I've had it probably for a couple of months now, I haven't spent as much time with it as I, uh, as you might right. think. Work's <laughs> work's been incredibly crazy the past past few weeks, so I haven't had as much time as as I would have wanted. But, but no, um, from from everything I've played so far, uh, it, it has been a, a pretty much a rock solid experience. So. So yeah, but but yeah, like I say, with 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 the PlayStation VR, there there have been minor issues, but but nothing that that um suggests that it's going to be a, a real annoyance. And to be fair, I haven't you know I haven't experimented with with camera placement or anything. I've got it down below my TV. I don't and I don't know whether that's the optimal place to have it or, or what. But um, there there are things I would I would try to 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 tweak before sort of saying there's any real problem there. Yeah, I don't. I, it... I, th- I think there are the I'm having trouble sort of getting that completely 100% optimal setup, mm. and I'm not even I'm not sure if it exists potentially, but I wouldn't say any of the issues I've had have been that distracting. You know, sometimes it has, and then I've gone, well, I'll just recalibrate or tweak something, um, and equally most of the time, I think pretty much everything I've been playing sitting, uh, just because it feels more comfortable and. Yeah. I think if I was playing a standing experience, I would then go to the effort to maybe recalibrate to do a standing experience and make a deal of that, and then you know change back again for a sitting one. Yeah. Um, and again, I don't know the best sort of position for the cameras. I found that below the television where it's a lot better for me than above, but that's because I've been able to bring the camera a little bit further forward, and um, a lot of sort of the tracking issues seem to dissipate the closer you are to the camera, which different to what I expected potentially the setup to be with PlayStation VR. Mm. I thought it might need a lot of sort of um, viewpoint of the space, but it seems like actually having less probably uh, helps it in terms of tracking. Um, But nothing too sort of um, annoying. I think one of the nice things is that um, you have the reset button on the options button, which you hold down and you can sort of set the the view on that um, of where things are in the world and um, quite often, I will potentially sort of lean forward in my chair really far, press it, and then lean back. So then I've got that distance between the objects that I'm looking at and and where I'm playing from sitting. Yeah. Um, but again, some games don't don't. There's no consistency on that front. Thumper, for example, you you sit forward and you set the view. And then as soon as you lean back, Thumper seems to move with you in terms of the lane. It doesn't doesn't want to stay you wherever I've put it. You know, I've yeah. I've gone well. I've leaned, leaned forward on purpose to place it there, and I lean back, and it goes, "No, you don't want to do that." You know, um, it's it's strange how they all kind of deal with things in different ways. Um, I don't know. I think I think some stuff will be fixed through software. If I'm honest, um, I think maybe the tracking could be better on. The move controls in particular, but it's nowhere near a deal breaker yeah. in any way, shape, or form. Um, the only one that's a persistence annoyance to me is, and every again, there's a lot of talk about this, and it's incredibly strange. But a lot of games, the longer you play them, they drift to the left, 
and your forward is no longer straight forward but it starts drifting ever so slowly to the left and I can't figure that one out for the life of me yeah, but that, it happens that, all the time that does sound very annoying yeah yeah no I've not experienced that um, but and it's never to the right it's always to the left yeah it's an odd one so again I don't know if there's some something that again I, I just think I think as I went back to right at the start it's very much a soft launch I think in some ways and um I have no doubt a lot of this stuff will be fixed and um, I think if if things take off and, and I have no doubt that things potentially will progress they're, they're already introducing sort of a new gun controller for Farpoint when that comes out Yeah. Um, I have no doubt that potentially we're going to see iterations on control methods I wouldn't be surprised if they made some gloves that they could track that would be really good mm, mm. Um, in terms of being able to sort of see your fingers then and different sort of hand shapes in VR would probably be a great sort of way to move down but we shall see I think um, I think the scope to sort of um, sell, sell us more peripherals shall we say I, I can definitely see a, 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 a cupboard full of peripherals heading my way with regards to VR yeah <laughs> which which is yeah, I think it all depends on how things are priced, obviously. But yeah. I think from from what we have at the moment, I think it's good enough. I don't. It, it would be nicer, I suppose. It always is nicer if things are a little bit better. But I think Sony have hit that sweet spot of price and performance, and I think I think they'll 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 see a lot of success at, at the level that they've set it at, and. I think it's a smart move to say yes you don't need the move controllers and as I say we'll see how much ends up using it uh, I'm not convinced that that will be the way to interact within 3D worlds say in a year's time I'm, I think that maybe Sony might um, develop some other controller much like Oculus have so yeah you know yeah I mean as as I say as a relatively recent Vive owner it's it's interesting to see that um, there was some conference last week, um, and they're already talking about new prototype controllers that um, oh, kind of sit. They they kind of strap to your hands, sit slightly away from your hand, so they can tell when you're gripping and not and not gripping. So, like for certain games, like if you want to go and pick something up rather than pushing a button, you you kind of grab a portion of the controller and, and move it around. So, and lots of other potential applications for it as well, and. So yeah, I think I think you're right. I think all the platforms they'll look to look to iterate and 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 find new ways to to make it immersive experiences. So now it's going to be a really interesting time to see see what comes next. I, th- I suppose the the annoyance and a potential worry for for some people is, you know, is there going to be a, a PlayStation VR version two further down the line with with you know better resolution and what have you? But I think it's just one of those things where. I, I th- I think if you, if you people who kind of get too hung up on oh what 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 might come next I think you mm. jump jump in now because otherwise you're going to miss out on all the excitement really. Yeah, I I, I don't think um, you know if it's a success then Sony aren't dropping anything you know. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah know? exactly. I, I I think there's a minimum of of three years for sure with yeah. this product and you know if if you work that out if you go three years from now that's six years of a PS4 cycle you know. Yeah. Yeah, there might be a new one six years down the road from a PS4 that that may happen but um, equally there's no reason to suggest they won't sort of keep 
maybe product um, compatibility for a bit of time going forward. Um, it's interesting. I'd, I'm not sure whether resolution is sort of the, the barrier with some of it. I do think potentially some of it is the processing power behind things because some games look, like I say, some games look incredibly crisp on that display where the other games don't. And I think, um, I don't think, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the resolution is 1080p on, on that screen. Yeah. So for me, a lot of it's about what you're pushing to that in terms of a processed image. And um, I believe that the, the, the big thing that sort of VR does is, is super sampling. So it will, a lot of sort of the PC games will render internally at the highest possible resolution they possibly can. And then they will super sample that image down to the, the 1080p um, headset, which will create these really sort of sharp um, lines within within the world because you're kind of using multiple pixels to kind of define that, that area. Um, so I think so there's a still a, quite a bit of headroom, I think, in terms of the processing side compared with the resolution of the headset. I don't think the resolution of the headset is potentially going to be the thing that holds it back. Mm. Um, but I, I don't know that, obviously. But um, that was my gut feel sort of from it. it yes the screen sort of quality in terms of um, I think maybe some of the, the, the things that people talk about screen door which is sort of seeing the lines in between the pixels and yep. some of the um, gra- greeniness of sort of the image and the, the blacks not being dark blacks absolutely technology will catch up and, and that will iterate um, but I don't think this will be a deal breaker in his shape because as I think we've made clear it's it's the immersion factor that's that's the key in, in VR more than more than the what it's pushing or potentially even how much it's displaying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So are, are there any particular experiences that you're kind of crying out for uh, to, to come out on the horizon that, that you that aren't being served at the moment? Yeah, I mean absolutely. I think I think like I say, um a, a, a good driving game is 100% what I want. Um, yeah. I, I would, uh, I, I, I can see that the space for VR is absolutely um, primed for arcade-like experiences that, that we used to get back in the day. So, you know, a 10-minute thrill, um, and I would love that to be an Outrun or a Sega oh, Rally yeah. on yeah. this oh, yeah. because. Amazing. The, those sort of games, I think, would just absolutely suit it down to the ground in terms of VR uh, and creating those. And you know, in particular, just the, the viewpoint you have in that game where you come over a crest of a hill and you see sort of the valley below, you know, mm. that sort of stuff will just be astonishing, you know, and sort of drifting left on, on a massive corner will just, I think, will just absolutely be fascinating. So, so I, I, would, I want some really nice driving games. The other thing that I think is a perfect fit are light gun games. Um, yeah. I really want to play um, um, Rush of Blood because I've heard that's really, um, really good. Probably a bit too scary, actually. Yeah. But um, um, I've heard it, it has shades of House of the Dead. Uh, House of the Dead would be a fantastic fit. But I think even more than that, I think Time Time Crisis, a new mm. modern Time Crisis, yeah. would be a great fit. Um, you know, you move from point to point into cover, and then you're ducking and diving. Um, I would, I, I think that's more likely than maybe the Sega stuff. Sega haven't really um, pushed much VR content. 
the only thing they had was a Hatsune Miku thing which was clearly aimed at the Japanese audience only mm. um, whereas Namco have been already a little bit sort of more forthcoming they had, they've got Summer Lesson which again same for the Japanese audience only but uh, they've got Ace Combat on the way they've, yeah. they've put in something into Tekken as well so Namco obviously been a little bit more proactive on the VR front so I I really hope an announcement for a new time crisis is imminent because I think that would be absolutely fantastic um, again platforming games I think like I mentioned to you earlier would be would be great as well um, I also picked up um, Bound Oh yeah, for VR as well. I don't know if you know much about Bound. Bound, go on. Uh, not a huge amount, I've, other than I was sold on the trailer, but just haven't got around to getting it yet. Um, it, it looks it looks lovely anyway. But yeah, knowing that there was a VR component coming to it, uh, yeah, it's definitely on the list to pick up at some point. Yeah, so I've picked it up and I've played it in normal. I've just literally gone straight to VR mm. and uh, it. it so, so that uses sort of fixed camera angles and you press sort of uh, on the right analog stick to try and change to different fixed camera angles yeah. and that's how they get around the motion sickness element of it And um, but it works fantastically well and straight away I was like well Ico would definitely work on VR and oh, yeah. that's that's something that I didn't think would be something that would work and then I think well maybe you know um, the upcoming uh, Shadow of the Colossus, not Shadow of the Colossus, but Shadow of the Colossus would be great in VR as well with the scale and just climbing those giant beasts. That would also be, you know, absolutely fantastic. But yeah, Last Guardian, you know, they could sneak a little VR mode in there, I think. But sort of those fixed camera angles just worked really well. And and again, I didn't expect that. And particularly in Bound, um, you feel like the character's there in front of you because it's just huge, the, the main character, because some of the camera angles you can create on that and again it's got a really sort of um, nice look that really lends itself I think in terms of style to VR as well, really high res sort of look to everything, very clean lines yeah. um, and just nice movement as well in the world you're kind of just gazing around at these big towers that are made of cubes and you know weird looking sort of steps and things and um, I just watched the animation of the dancer just really up close sort of moving around it's just mesmerising stuff so anything with fixed sort of camera angles would be great um, I've delved really deep into the VR content on Playstation um, I also downloaded um, there's a there's a little short between a Japanese band called Lark and Seal and uh, Resident Evil um, which is like the first VR music video so I downloaded okay. that it's not really a music video but in that they have um sort of the characters sort of 3D polygoned with guns sort of classical Resident Evil sort of look yeah so again I think you know um, fixed camera angle Resident Evil game would be would be really cool and again I didn't think something like that would be sort of potentially suitable for it but I think absolutely it would work um, so things like that I think are things that I'm looking forward to um, but whether those things happen who knows yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting. It, yeah, it's it's as as with the the pre-launch, you know, the the, the pre-announcements, not really confirm what was going on at launch. It, it's unclear what's on the horizon, but yeah, I th- I can only hope that they they um really push the boat out. I mean, there's some. I know you're you, you're saying you're not particularly convinced that that move is going to be the the thing that's it's going to be the focal point going forward. But there are some games on the Vive that I've really enjoyed that um 
that aren't re- wouldn't really be doable without the, the move controllers that mm. I think would work nicely on VR. Like, I mean, simple stuff like table tennis games. So I've played on the Vive, which are just excellent, really, really good fun. And like archery as well. And there's a couple of different archery games. One, one that came free with them. Um, the lab, which is the the Valve package that um, that was put together, uh, and one called Hollow Point, which is which is excellent. And the one that the the type of games that I'm really excited about are like escape room games. I don't know whether you've ever done the the, the real life version. Um, I'm due to do one in a couple of weeks' time, actually. Oh, so okay. um, yeah, it'd be it'd be good fun. But yes, I'd, I'd, yes, I can see how that would. Um, appeal to you tom yes <laughs> yeah yeah uh, well no I've, I've been intrigued by the the real life ones for ages but i haven't had a chance to do one yet um i mean i, I live down in cornwall the, the, they have um opened one relatively close to me relatively recently um so that's that's a potential one but um but yeah no i've just not had the chance to get get to ones before now but it's something i've wanted to do for a long time but yeah it's perfect um perfect technology for replicating that kind of thing so yeah i'm really excited about what what can be sort of um, put together in that style for sure yeah and uh, i think i think there's a few games um, um that, that will definitely be in that style and it's quite interesting if you look at sort of some of the games that are out there already there are quite a lot of um narrative driven light puzzle sort of games out there and i think i think they feel like um a good fit i'm I'm sort of waiting for one that's going to be um, a game I want to play, I suppose, mm. because, you know, I think I think because, it, you know, it's not a massive hassle VR, but it's still somewhat, it's still, it's still, you still have to kind of set things up, you know, you still yeah. have to create, some, create things not to be knocked over. You can't have a cup of tea while playing, you know, <laughs> I've tried, trust me, it doesn't work. <laughs> um, but... You know, so for me, I think sometimes at the moment I'm in the mindset of if I'm playing something in VR, it's, I want it to be something I really want to play because, you know, I know I can't play it for a long amount of time because of potential sickness and it's not going to be potentially a good way to, to be. And, you know, I know I need to take breaks. And even the short games like Tumble are taking a lot of playthroughs to get through. It's going to last me, you know, quite some time until I sort of do everything on that. So, you know, I think for me, I'm sort of looking for that, that narrative driven experience that, that, that works really well in VR. You know, I'm thinking something along the lines of, um, everybody's gone to the rapture or mm. something along those lines, you know, or, or anything with some light puzzling, maybe a telltale sort of game or something like that. Just yeah. something that grabs me in that sort of mold. And I think, I think it's crying out for one of those at the moment. Um, is VR, uh, particularly in the PlayStation. Um, I don't know what the situation is like with compatibility on on other platforms, but um, they just seem destined to 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 um, be be brought to that setup. And I know again, people um, talk about movement being an issue in VR, especially in first person, joystick controls. Um, I would have to try one. I think. Um, to see whether it's an issue in terms of that walking pace. I think a running pace would obviously mess with me, but mm. I'm not sure a walking pace would, would be too much of a big issue. All the other sort of twin sticks or experiences like Battlezone and Riggs um, have been absolutely fine. Um, I even played Super Stardust HD that has sort of a first-person mode that apparently has made people queasy, and that have been fine with that as well. So I don't know if 
Um, if I would have really have a problem with a, a you know a, a game a walking game where you're sort of puzzling and walking around, but equally, um, as as you've alluded to, there's plenty of games which get around that solution by using sort of the warp sort of mechanics anyway. Mm. So I just want to see what they're going who's going to bring something good in that space first because um, I think there's a real potential there too. To sell VR to a wider audience with something that's a bit more genteel and a bit more um, thought-provoking in terms of characters and story, um, because the, uh, that's the thing that I think is missing at the moment at launch. Mm-hmm.